0: We'll start out with a short prayer and will go right into the sermon. Father, Jesus, we thank you for this week. We thank you for this, this day. We thank you for providing us with the fellowship. We thank you for providing us with your word, Father, and allowing us to come to you with our problems. With our issues, with our, we don't understand things, with our misunderstandings, Father. In the holy name of Jesus, I ask that you anoint me today, Father, to speak your words, to give understanding clearly, Father. Allow us to have revelation. Allow us to have dreams and um, understanding. Allow us to to have realization, divine realization, pointed out to us by your Holy Spirit, Father. In the holy name of Jesus, we wish to thank you. So much gratitude in our hearts for your word. We say hallelujah. Amen. In the holy name of Jesus. All right. And so, we'll go ahead and get started and today's episode today's sermon is about a tree and its fruits and we talked um, just a little bit about this in the last sermon what we were talking about um, it relates to um, what we were talking about in the last scripture about entering through the narrow gate and for the gate is narrow And the road is hard that leads to life, and there are few who find it. And so the wide open road is so
1: easy, and it leads to destruction. And there are many who take it, so it's so easy. And so we
0: are um, talking a little bit about those two things um, a little bit more and how that leads into um, and draws a picture about um, the things that are here, the things that are coming and um what is going on in this day and age okay so when we turn
1: to Matthew 6:15 it says beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly inwardly are ravenous wolves you will know them by their fruits Are grapes gathered from thorns or figs from thistles in the same way every good tree bears good fruit but the bad tree bears bad fruit a good tree cannot bear bad fruit nor can a bad tree bear good fruit every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire thus you will know them by their fruits and so if you think about any fruits when Jesus is saying you will know them by their fruits are grapes scattered from thorns or figs from thistles and that that's they're not so you when you go for instance we had a um, we have a mulberry tree out back behind the apartment here and when we when we went to go pick those weren't pricked
0: on our hands We weren't um, stuck on our hands by um... pricks by the thorns by the needles of the of, a, of, a, of some plants that some plants have, we weren't pricked, they didn't have any of that, it just had
1: the fruit and we just were able to pick the fruit off so we know when Jesus is talking about the false prophets that this is one of the things that he's talking about this is one of the things that he's talking about is, it's just that is you know, are you are you being um, hurt while you're gathering this fruit, while you're gathering something from this teacher, are you being um, poked? Are you being injured in some type of way? You know, and if that's the case, then that's something that we have to look at. And so, the first scripture that Jesus led me to was Acts thirteen. Acts 13. <laughs> Acts 13, 4 through 12. And In Acts 13, 4 through 12. It's um, it's a story about the apostles preaching in a place called Cyprus. And it says, So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. When they arrived at Salamis, they proclaimed the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews, and they had John also to assist them. When they had gone through the whole island as far as Pathos, they met a certain magician, a Jewish false prophet named Bar Jesus. He was with the pre-council, Sergius Paulus an intelligent man who summoned Barnabas and Saul and wanted to hear the word of God. And so um, we know that 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 Bar and we learned this with our pastor Pastor Brown and um before in other places as well that Bar um, when you hear Bar that's actually the also the um the uh, um, to tell you that this is the son of somebody, that this was their last name, that the um, barred Jesus, that he came from a, a family of, of, of Jesuses, And so it says, but the magician Elimus, for that is the translation of his name, this is his actual name, Elimus, opposed them. Oh, I'll skip something. He was with the pre-council Sergius Paulus, an intelligent man who summoned Barnabas and Saul, and wanted to hear the word of God. But the magician Elymas, for that is the translation of his name, opposed them and tried to turn the pre-council away from the faith. But Saul, also known as Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him and said, you, son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, full of all deceit and villainy, will you not stop making crooked the straight paths of the Lord? And now listen. The hand of the Lord is against you, and you will be blind for a while and able to see the sun. Immediately, mist and darkness came over him, and he went about groping for someone to lead him by the hand. When the preconsul saw what had happened, he believed, for he was astonished at the teaching about... The Lord, and so it says, immediately mist and darkness came over him, and he went about groping for someone to lead him. And so this is, this is um, the path of false prophets being surrounded by darkness, by mist and darkness coming around them. And and we have to pray for this, this same um, boldness that Paul had to speak out against this false prophet to, to to speak against him, for he knew who he was, he knew what he was trying to do you know that that we have to pray for the holy spirit to fill us up and pray for that boldness to speak against um, these things okay and and so he was a false prophet and tried to to con- convince this guy um not to follow um paul and the other um, apostles and so the next example that, that Jesus pointed me to was in colossians and this is another interesting one and Colossians 2, 20 through 23, and it points to, if with,
2: no,
1: hold on one second.
3: Shamira has zoom Huh? Hello? Andrew? Hello? 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 <laughs> fix my bush.
1: Took a, a small break there for a second. All right, so we are reading in um, Matthew seven, a tree and its fruit. We're reading about the um, the false prophets, and I can I can go back a little bit, and I'll read I'll read that particular scripture again for you guys, so you guys can hear it. And it says, "On beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits: are grapes gathered from thorns, or figs from thistles? In the same way, every tree, um, every good tree bears good fruit, but the bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, you will know them." by their fruits. And so we read a, um, uh, a very interesting example of that in Acts 13, 4-12. And in Acts 13, 4-12, there's an interesting story about the apostles preaching in Cyprus. And it says, so being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia and from there they sailed to cyprus when they arrived at salamis they proclaimed the word of god in the synagogue to the jews okay. and they had john also to assist them when they had gone through the whole island as far as Paphos, they met a certain magician a jewish false prophet named bar jesus and we know what when we when we look at bar that bar is usually pointing to the last name or the the family of of, of someone saying that this person is from the family of there they must have been a family of Jesus's he was with the pre-council serlius sergius Paulus, an intelligent man who summoned Barnabas and Saul and wanted to hear the word of God but the magician Elymas and this is his actual name Elymas for that is the translation of his name opposed them and tried to turn the pre-council away from the faith but Saul also known as Paul filled with the Holy Spirit looked intently at him and said you son of the devil you enemy of all righteousness full of all deceit and villainy you Um, Will you not stop making crooked the straight paths of the Lord? And now listen, the hand of the Lord is against you and you will be blind for a while, unable to see the sun. Immediately mist and darkness came over him, and he went about groping for someone to lead him by the hand. When the pre-council saw what had happened, he believed, for he was astonished at the teaching about the Lord. And so this scripture is very interesting because... This is something that we must we must pray for we must pray for this this boldness let's pray for God to fill us up with the boldness of the Holy Spirit to speak against this when we come come up against false prophets and um we were speaking about how um we have a we have a um a mulberry tree behind the apartment here and it's interesting because when Jesus says that there's a um there's a good tree that bears fruit does it does it bear um um thorns and thistles? And so when we, when we plucked those mulberries off the tree, we didn't—we weren't getting plucked by by thorn. We weren't getting um, poked by thorns and thistles. Like it didn't hurt to pull that fruit off. We were just pulling the fruit off without any any problem. And so that—that's an easy way to point to, you know, what a false prophet looks like. If if you're, if you're going to uh, um, to learn or to be taught by someone, or learning from someone or hearing a message from someone. It um, it it doesn't hurt to learn from that person. It shouldn't hurt. You shouldn't feel hurt. You shouldn't be um, injured um, learning from that person or getting a message from that person. You shouldn't be feeling like you're getting um, poked. You shouldn't feel like you're um, you're shedding blood in order to do that. It shouldn't it shouldn't hurt. And so that's an easy way to tell. And so the next um, scripture that Jesus led me to was in Colossians two. 20 through 23. And it's 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 a warning against the false teachers. It says, if with Christ you died to the elemental spirits of the universe, why do you live as if you still belong to the world? Why do you submit to regulations? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. All these regulations refer to things that perish with use. They are simply human commands and teachings these have indeed an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-imposed piety humility and severe treatment of the body but they are of no value in checking self-indulgence because the when you check when we want to check these things it's it's inside of us it's our heart that that god comes and he weighs our hearts and so this this has has nothing to do with the the outer things the things of the world and so the next scripture and um, let me to was in um, First Corinthians, First Corinthians thirteen, one through three. It says, "If I speak in tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging symbol." So again, if you if you're hearing a message from someone, if you're hearing if you're t- I'm learning from someone, being taught by someone and there's no love there, then we have to look at that. And it says, And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all my possessions and if I hand over my body so that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind, love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in truth. So we're always to be rejoicing in truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Long-suffering. Love never ends, but as prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues they will cease as for knowledge it will come to an end for we know only in part and we prophesy only in part but when the complete comes the partial will come to an end so when when jesus comes these these things that are partial all these things will come to an end when i was a child i spoke like a child i thought like a child I reasoned like a child when i became an adult i put an end to childish ways for now we see in a mirror dimly but then we we will see face to face now i i know only in part then i will will know fully even as i have been fully known and now faith hope and love abide these three and the greatest of these is love so love cannot be absent from the equation that that example that that Jesus set that love that he set in place cannot be missing from the equation then we know if, if it is most likely we're looking at a false prophet, we're looking at a false teacher and so the, ne- the next example, it's a very interesting example, is um, in Acts 16 Acts 16 um, it's the story about Paul and Silas and it says one day as we were going to the place of prayer we met a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners a great deal of money from by fortune telling while she followed paul and us she would cry out these men are slaves of the most high god who proclaim to you a way of salvation she kept doing this for many days but paul very much annoyed turned and said to the spirit i order you in the name of jesus christ to come out of her and it came out that very hour. Again, we got to we we have to pray for that same boldness in the Holy Spirit. And again, you know uh, what Jesus was saying is about those thorns and those thistles. You know, she's saying these men are slaves of the Most High God. She was, she's, she's mocking. She's throwing. She's her her um her speech is very um has a, has a, a thorniness to it. If, if if you if you could um, say that, I don't know if I don't know if that's <laughs> right. But her, her her speech has a thorniness to it, you know. You can you can you can you can hear it, and it says. But when her owners saw that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the authorities. When they had brought them before the magistrates, they said, "These men are disturbing our city." these men are disturbing our city they are jews and are advancing advocating customs that are not lawful for us as romans to adopt or observe the crowd joined in attacking them and the magistrates had them stripped of their clothing and ordered them to be beaten with rods after they had given them a severe flogging they threw them in the prison and ordered the jailer to keep them securely following these instructions he put them in the innermost cell and fastened their feet in the stocks about midnight paul and silas were praying and singing hymns to god and the prisoners were listening to them suddenly there was an earthquake so violent that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains were unfastened speaking about the name of jesus when the jailer woke up and saw the prison doors wide open he drew his sword and was about to kill himself since he supposed that the prisoners had escaped But Paul shouted in a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. The jailer called for lights, and rushing in, he fell down, trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them outside and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They answered, Believe on the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. He spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. At the same hour of the night, he took them and washed their wounds, when he and his entire family were baptized without delay. He brought them up into the house and set food before them, and he and his entire household rejoiced that he had become a believer in God. When the morning came, the magistrate sent the police, saying, "Let those men go." And the jailer reported the message to Paul, saying, "The magistrate sent word to let you go; therefore, come out now and go in peace." But Paul replied, "They have beaten us in public, uncondemned." men who are Roman citizens and have thrown us into prison and now they're going to discharge us in secret? Certainly not. Let them come and let us and, and take us out themselves. The police reported these words to the magistrates and they were afraid when they heard that they were Roman citizens. So they came and apologized to them and they took them <clears throat> out and asked them to leave the city. After leaving the prison, they went to Lydia's home and when they had seen and encouraged the brothers and sisters there, they departed, and so we we gotta, you know, we we have to continue to pray for that for this this boldness in the, in the Holy Spirit that that Jesus can give us this this boldness that when the time comes we'll know the right time to use that that boldness to speak out against against the, these things. He said, he said, I order you in the name of Jesus to come out of her, and it came out that very hour. So she had that she had that that spirit that mocking spirit inside of her. And so <clears throat> Paul spoke Jesus to her and drove that out of her immediately. And so <clears throat> even in this it's interesting because even in this um this scripture it points to both false um, false prophet or false practices and true practices of the of the kingdom of God. And so we see that Paul is very forgiving to this this person who had him locked up and even preached to him and um, gave him the gospel, and, and and so the guy repented and was and was baptized, and received the Holy Spirit. And so, this is this is a very interesting scripture because it, it it reflects both sides in <clears throat> how we're to go about, you know, um, handling some of these issues that can seem, you know, we could you know, we could be um, we could get angry, we can get mad. But Paul, in this instance, is showing us the example of Jesus, of that example of um of the righteous anger but also um the f- the forgiving the forgiveness of these two um instances um of this young girl um being the spirit being driven out of her and you know these these people being kind of mad because you know that was their um their money maker right there and and so that was ruined but then after him getting locked up he was able to to help this this person who had him um <clears throat> behind bars who was um guarding His jail cell. And so we can skip up a little bit to Second Corinthians. This is an interesting one. Second Corinthians twelve one through ten. Paul says, It is necessary to boast, nothing is to be gained by it, but I will go on to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a person in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows, and I know that such a person, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows, was caught up into paradise and heard things that are not to be told, that no mortal is permitted to repeat. On behalf of such a one I will boast, but on my own behalf I will not boast, except of my own weaknesses but if i wish to boast <clears throat> i will not be a fool for i will be speaking the truth but i refrain from it so that no one may think better of me than what is seen in me or heard from me even considering the exceptional character of the revelations and so <clears throat> that's interesting because what 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 paul is describing is um is he he doesn't he's he's encouraging that we don't fall into um, a prideful character and so it says therefore to keep me from being too elated a thorn here's the thorn again this is interesting a thorn was giving me in the flesh a messenger of satan to torment me to keep me from being too elated three times i appealed to the lord about this that it would leave me but he said to me my grace is sufficient for you for power is made perfect in weakness so this is interesting like, that that god actually sent him a thorn to keep him from becoming too um, too prideful over over certain things, so I will boast of all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities, for the sake of Christ. For whenever I am weak, then I am strong. And so this is this is this is interesting because Paul is um, speaking about <clears throat> how he could talk about. Um, you know, um, somebody's experiences, somebody that was close to him that um that <clears throat> he could speak about, um, but they weren't his own experiences. So he decided not to talk about that, to um to become prideful over knowing something over over someone else. And so again, you know, when when Jesus talks about this, he said, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves, you will know them by their fruits. <clears throat> it's interesting because Paul is um Choosing to remain humble, but to speak about his his weaknesses, and and I know, um, me and Ashley um dealt with this with um with a guy. He was a false prophet. He was leading this group, and um, this was one of the main issues um, inside of that group was the the sharing of dreams and the dreams being very um, proclaimed as um, as great. Or proclaimed as something that was um, that was true that didn't um, require any type of um, any discernment past a certain point, and they were always shared with um, a multitude of people. You know, nothing was ever um, kept. Not much of it was kept private, and so um, we see the same example here with with Paul saying that he doesn't even want to share this because he it's it's someone else's experience and he doesn't want to share it, and that he wants to speak about his own weaknesses. And so you know us. You know, having me and Ashley having dreams, you know, we got um, pulled into that, um, and because of the the um, there was a, a certain uh, relation to dreams, and so, but we started to notice again, like Jesus said about this person having these um, these fruits and these things that were um, they were coming from um, this movement. That there were there were thistles there. There were things that people were being hurt. People were being um, talked down upon, you know. Um, people were told they were stupid, you know. And and it wouldn't always be um, straight set out straight to the person, but sometimes it would be indirect, you know. And so <clears throat> these are the things that we have to um, to look out for the 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 um, the debasement of people, and of course, you know. A lack of um, of humble of the humble spirit within um, people and so the next um, scripture that um, Jesus pointed me to was in ephesians ephesians um, three five ephesians five three through twenty it says <clears throat> but fornication and impurity of any kind or greed must not even be mentioned among you as is proper Among Saints Entirely out of place is obscene, silly, and vulgar talk, but instead, instead let there be thanksgiving. Be sure of this, that no fornicator or impure person or one who is greedy, that is, an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God let no one deceive you with empty words for because of these things the wrath of god comes on those who are disobedient therefore do not be associated with them for once you were in darkness but now in the lord you are light live as children of light For the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. Try to find out what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what such people do secretly. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible. For everything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, "Sleeper awake, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be careful then how you live, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of the time, because the days are evil. And that's interesting because, you know, when we talk about the passage of time, we doubt sets in. You know, so when, when when Jesus tells us things, and the time passes, doubt can set in. It says, So do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not get drunk with wine, for for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, singing and making melody to the Lord in your hearts, giving thanks to, to God the Father at all times and for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And, you know, <clears throat> when we talk about false prophets, you know, um, the fellowship, is also important. The fellowship is very important. So when he's when 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 he's saying here that um, we should, you know, Jesus is 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 um, urging us again to get together, sing songs, sing spiritual songs, sing, sing hymns to the to the Lord, to the Father, and um, gather, gather, and have these fellowships that will strengthen you in the spirit. And so when we go to um, the 1st Timothy, 1st Timothy um, 6, 1st Timothy 6, 3 through 10, it says here, teach and urge these duties, whoever teaches otherwise and does not agree with the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ and the teaching that is in accordance with godliness is conceded. Understanding nothing and has a morbid craving for controversy and for disputes about words, from these come envy, dissension, slander, base suspicions, and wrangling among those who are depraved in mind and bereft of the truth, imagining that godliness is a means of gain. Of course there is great gain in godliness combined with contentment, for we brought nothing into the world so that we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with these, but those who want to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil and in their eagerness to be rich some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pains and again <clears throat> when, he, when when he's saying that many has pierced themselves with many pains what does Jesus say again he says in the same way every good tree bears good fruit but the bad tree bears bad fruit bad fruit are grapes gathered from thorns or figs from thistles and so <clears throat> we we see here that that, that um, these people who are um, false teachers and false prophets are continuously piercing themselves with pains from from the love of money from continuous arguments <clears throat> from the desires that and they're and they're plunging their students into these same desires. And so, you know, again that 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 humbleness of heart, that humbleness of spirit in, in, in Jesus and praying for that humbleness, praying for that, will always keep us all on the right path. <clears throat> so Jesus led me to another verse way back in Jeremiah. This is this is a, a pretty lengthy one. Um, and this is this is very interesting because this is the cry of um, false prophets and false teachings and some of the things that even go on today that (coughs) some of these um, movements some of these um, individuals um, pride themselves with say that what they are doing is the right thing and so jeremiah um... Documents this very well. And so we'll start at line one. It says, The Denunciation of Persistent Idolatry. This is the title of it. It says, The word that came to Jeremiah for all the Judeans living in the land of Egypt at Migdal, at Tophanes in Memphis, and in the land of Pathros. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, You yourselves have seen all the disaster that I have brought on Jerusalem and on all the towns of Judah. Look at them. Today they are a desolation without an inhabitant in them because of the wickedness that they committed provoking me to anger in that they went to make offerings and to serve other gods that they had not known. Neither they nor you nor your ancestors. Yet I persistently sent to you all my servants, the prophet, saying, I beg you not to do this abominable thing that I hate. He said that I hate. You don't, you don't hear him saying that too much. He's saying that it's thing that I hate. But they did not listen or incline their ear to turn from their wickedness and make no offerings to other gods. So my wrath and my anger were poured out and kindled in the towns of Judah, and in the streets of Jerusalem, and they became a waste and a desolation, as they are today. And now, thus says the Lord God of hosts, the God of Israel, why are you doing such great harm to yourselves to cut off man and woman child and infant from the midst of judah leaving yourselves without a remnant why do you provoke me to anger with the works of your hands making offerings to other gods in the land of egypt where you have come to settle will you be cut off and become an object of cursing and ridicule among all the nations of the earth have you forgotten the crimes of your ancestors and of the kings of judah of their wives your own crimes and of those of your wives which they committed in the land of judah and in the streets of jerusalem they have shown no contrition or fear to this day nor have they walked in my law and my statutes that i set before you and before your ancestors therefore thus says the lord of hosts the god of israel i am determined to bring disaster on you to bring all judah to an end i will take the remnant of judah who are determined to come to the land of egypt to settle and they shall perish everyone in the land of egypt they shall fall by the sword and by famine they shall perish from the least to the greatest they shall die by the sword and by famine and they shall become an object of execration and hard of cursing and ridicule i will punish those who live in the land of egypt as i have punished jerusalem with the sword with famine and pestilence so that none of the remnant of judah who have come to settle in the land of egypt shall escape or survive a return to the land of judah although they long to go back to live there they shall not go back except some fugitives okay <clears throat> and so it says, Then all the men who were aware that their wives had been making offerings to other gods, and all the women who stood by a great assembly, all the people who lived in Paphrobes in the land of Egypt answered. Oh. <clears throat> they answered Jeremiah. <clears throat> as for the word that you have spoken to us in the name of the lord we are not going to listen to you instead we will do everything that we have vowed make offerings to the queen of heaven and pour out libations to her just as we and our ancestors our kings and our officials used to do in in the towns of judah and in the streets of jerusalem we used to have plenty of food and prospered and saw no misfortune but from the time we stopped making offerings to the queen of heaven and pouring out libations to her we have lacked everything and have per- perished by the sword and by famine and the women said indeed we will go on making offerings to the queen of heaven and pouring out libations to her do you think that we made case for her marked with her image and poured out libations to her without our husbands being involved then jeremiah said to all the people men and women and all the people who were given him this answer as for the offerings that you made in the towns of judah and in the in and in the streets of jerusalem you and your ancestors your kings and your officials and the people of the land did not the lord remember them did it not come into his mind the lord could no longer bear the sight of your evil doings the abominations that you committed therefore your land became a desolation and a waste and a curse without inhabitant as it is to this day, it is because you burned offerings and because you sinned against the Lord and did not obey the voice of the Lord or walk in his law and in his statutes and in his decrees, that this disaster has befallen you, as is still evident today. So he's, so their argument was to say that while they were making offerings, their land was suffering. They were going through pestilence and, and wars and different things like that. And so Jeremiah, God spoke to Jeremiah and told them that because they kept doing it, God turned away from them. And so their, their land suffered because of that. They suffered because of that. And so and it says Jeremiah said to all the people and all the women, Hear the word of the Lord, all you Judeans who are in the land of Egypt. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, you and your wives have accomplished in deeds what you declared in words, saying we are determined to perform the vows that we have made to make offerings to the queen of heaven and to pour out libations to her by all means keep your vows and make your libations therefore hear the word of the lord all you Judeans who live in the land of Egypt Lo, I swear by my great name, says the Lord, that my name shall no longer be pronounced on the lips of any of the people of Judah In all the land of Egypt, saying, As the Lord God lives, I am going to watch over them for for harm and not for good All the people of Judah who are in the land of Egypt shall not, shall not um, shall perish by the sword and by famine until not one is left And those who escape the sword shall return from the land of Egypt to the land of Judah. Few in number, and all the remnant of Judah who have come to the land of Egypt to settle shall know whose words will stand. Mine are theirs. This shall be a sign to you, says the Lord, that I am going to punish you in this place, in order that you may know that my words against you will surely be carried out. Thus says the Lord, I am going to give Pharaoh Hophra, king of Egypt, into the hands of his enemies, those who seek his life. Just as I gave King Zedekiah of Judah into the hand of King Nebuchadrezzar of Babylon, his enemy he sought his life. And so, you know, this is even interesting <clears throat> for us because um, we just um, came back from um, Pine Ridge um, reservation. And so we, we um, were learning about what was going on there. And so this these are some of the same things. Um, <clears throat> that were going on on there that has been going on there for 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 years hundreds of years and so this is you know we see the same thing playing out today even in the um the new age um, <clears throat> movement and you know we wonder why there's things going on like there's a um, there's a, there's a um, complete famine going on the west coast of the united states and so <clears throat> we see that jeremiah is describing to the people, you know what they have, what what must happen, that they must follow these laws, that they must choose to do right, they must choose to not rebel. This is a rebellious um, spirit when it comes to people who are um, practicing this type of idolatry. And so, when we go to um, 2 Timothy, Second Timothy three. 2 Timothy. <clears throat> he describes um, through the teachings of Jesus what we're looking at in this day and age. Because he was speaking about the, the future, speaking about now, but speaking about that point in time then that he was living in, but also the future. And he says, You must understand this. <clears throat> That in the last days, distressing times will come. For people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, inhuman, implacable, slanders, profligates, pl- brutes, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to the outward form of godliness but denying its power. And this is what we're looking at in. Um, the new age movements, these these groups, some of the, the group that um, me and Ashley um, used to follow, and we, we started to notice this that uh, this is this is the, the the main thing when it comes to uh, false prophets, false teachers that you had the the holding on to the outward form of godliness but denying its power a certain way of dressing, a certain way of talking, but completely denying who Jesus is, com- completely denying the Spirit of God, completely denying that there's a, that we, ha- we can have a personal relationship with God, that we can have a personal relationship with Jesus, pl- completely denying that the Holy Spirit is within us and working within us and teaching us, completely denying the miracles of God, completely denying what the, the, the sacrifice that Jesus um, made for us including denying the the, the power of, of baptism, denying all of these things. The outward form of godliness, but denying its power. Avoid them, for among them are those who make their way into households and captivate silly women, overwhelmed by their sins and swayed by all kinds of desires, who are always being instructed and can never arrive at a knowledge of the truth. And so... <clears throat> we even went through this where we were searching for the truth, constantly searching for the truth, constantly and, and never finding it, never finding it until we came back to Jesus. And so this is what we, we look at, you know, um, when we're um, pulled into these things, always being instructed that can never arrive at a knowledge of the truth. It's never something that has a solid foundation. <laughs> As Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, so these people of corrupt mind and counterfeit faith also opposed the truth. So Janus and Jambres, those were the two um, high priests that were the Pharaoh's um, (coughs) uh, high priest inside of the temple that Moses and Aaron um, went up against. And so this this is what we're dealing with. They also opposed the truth. But they will not make much progress because as in the case of those two men, their folly will become plain to everyone. And so, this is something we have to realize that, again, like we said, we read before about everything that is in the darkness will come to the light. Everything that is done behind closed doors will come out into the open. Okay, their folly will become plain to everyone. Jesus is going to um, put the spotlight on them. And so <clears throat> it's, it's it's very interesting, you know, when we um, see these things and we see that people are seemingly getting away for, with things. And so God um, is always um, watching. He's always um, waiting. and He's very patient. He's long-suffering with these things. And so we have to um, <clears throat> be steadfast in our prayers. We have to be consistent in our prayers. We have to be bold in our prayers. And so um, <clears throat> we're going to have to, everybody's going to have to log back in. Because this thing is um, running down. So if everybody can, can log out and log back in, we can finish up the very last part. It's just one last scripture, and that's it. So everybody log out and log back in.
0: Always run out of time. <clears throat> I actually actually run on time with it because of the very last scripture. Eventually, we won't have to pay for um, to get one. Um, yeah. The membership use the um, funds. We should. To pay for uh, actual membership. Yeah, we should do that definitely. That should be the next thing we invest
3: in with this. My mom's not All I just heard was my mom
1: saying, Hey, hey, I'm just like, Hey, hey. 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 All right, so everybody's back. All right, so, so it's just this one last scripture and then. We can um, get into what everybody, how everybody feels about this, okay. And so it's it's in Jeremiah. Jesus pointed me to Jeremiah twenty-three, one through four. And so this is on a lighter note, okay. Too. So it says, "Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture," says the Lord. Therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning the shepherds who shepherd my people it is you who have scattered my flock and have driven them away and you have not attended to them so I will attend to you for your evil doing says the Lord then I myself will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the lands where I have driven them and I will bring them back to their fold and they shall be fruitful and multiply. I will raise up shepherds over them who will shepherd them. And they shall not fear any longer or be dismayed, nor shall any be missing, says the Lord. And so this is what we're looking at. We're looking at um, towards the future. where um Heaven. We have to have faith in, in in Jesus and and what He's bringing and what He's bringing in the future. That we don't have to suffer through any of these things anymore. We don't have to watch our people suffer through these things anymore. That the, that the kingdom is, is approaching, is fastly approaching, and, and, and part of it is already here. That when you hear those teachings coming through the Holy Spirit and you see the same thing being confirmed in another person, in another teacher, in another um, message, that you know that <clears throat> you're in the right place. That the Holy Spirit is speaking, so he's saying He said, "Do not fear any longer, or be dismayed; nor shall any be missing," says the Lord. So nobody's going to be missing from that that those that group. Nobody's going to be missing from the kingdom. Everyone who was going to be there is everyone who was supposed to be there. And so it's interesting because I I haven't I had a dream a, a while back, and in in, the, in this dream, and I felt like it's still the right time to share this. <clears throat> Jesus was standing beside me in a, um, in a parking lot, and we were standing outside of a building. He told me to throw a stone into the um, parking lot, and it landed in between some cars in the middle of the parking lot. and I found out um, last week what this mean, what this meant about the stones that this, um, <clears throat> that this whatever this is is to be brought down. And I found out that it's the, it's the church, the church <clears throat> is to be brought down. It has nothing to do with a building. And everything to do with exactly what we just spoke about. Um, I I walked I turned around and walked into a church and there was a preacher preaching. And his spirit was very much um like a um <clears throat> Steve Harvey type of character, very um very ignorant, very loud, very um
0: <clears throat>
1: prideful, and um well, a lot of mockery and he was preaching to the people, and Jesus said, "He said, walk in. He said, take this book. It was a white book. He told me to walk to the to the um... to the altar. And he said, put the altar down on the altar. I slammed the book down on the altar. Everyone turned around with their mouths open, shocked. <clears throat> that that book was the Bible. So when we look at um, this whole thing with false teachers and false prophets, we even have this inside of the church where we have um, churches that are not even preaching from." What the Bible says that we have to be, we have to um, stick to the word. That we're not to go, we're not to add or take away from the Bible, right, Miss Rose? We're not to, to add or take away. And so we have we have um, churches that are speaking from their um, preachers and, and, and churches that are speaking from their own understanding, speaking from their own mouths, but not being um, guided by the word, not being guided by the Holy Spirit, and, and even making sure. You know, when we talk about these dreams and these revelations, that, that that it matches up, that it edifies what's in the scripture, that it edifies what Jesus is teaching. And um,
0: I don't know if you add any, want to add anything to that.
1: Um, so does anybody have um, anything that they want to share? Um, what do you? How do you guys feel about that?
3: It's true. And we do have a lot of you have a lot of preachers out there people talking just on their own they're not really going by the scriptures they come up with things that makes they feel that makes their their congregation um, happy so a lot of things like like they say a lot of things that they do and a lot of things that they say is you know they contradict themselves when they do the opposite of what the word is saying, right? There's a lot of them out there that's doing that now. There's a lot of them out there. A lot of churches out there now. They ask for money. They ask for a lot of money all the time. Right. So you know, it's for their own. It's for their own pleasure or for what they what they want to do. I, it's just like it was just like that. I okay. he put on the as preachers, but they were doing all the wrong things. They was misleading the people. Right. They were really from the people, not giving or even having any love for God. Right and at the end um God destroyed both sons he told Eli that both of them would die on the same day and that's what happened.
1: right you're talking about Eli's son you you kind of went out a little bit but um we can um get the um the main point of what you're saying yeah you're absolutely right about that
3: so he he says that today really that people who take his word and mislead others, they will be destroyed. And that's why you see a lot of churches coming down now. A lot of churches are, uh, you know, uh, being more or less shut off from the world. They're bringing bringing out a lot of truth in a lot of churches that's misleading the people.
1: Yeah, it's the same thing, you know, we're reading about how holding on to the outward form of form of godliness but denying its power. You know, and so are a lot of examples, this is what we're looking at and this is a um like a signpost to let us know that <clears throat> this isn't right. Does anybody else have does anybody else have anything they want to share? <coughs> and reflect? Uh, hi,
2: yes, this
1: is Nikki. Go ahead, Nikki. Yeah.
2: So on um, the visual of the fruit of the fruit um, coming off of the tree easily without thorns was so like that was it for me. that was the moment that that I was holding on to.
1: What happened?
3: So sorry it's
2: okay um, so yeah that stood out to me because I never understood I've, I've actually been asking for understanding for for that um, and I have received that same understanding but because I struggle with finding a church myself being a new believer and and coming in at this dark time that was something that I just really couldn't understand because I've had a situation where I actually brought that to the pastor's attention and I was uh, I guess rebuked for it. <laughs> yeah. I just I just had said like something in reference to um not understanding like the whole mega church stuff and then he rebuked me for um saying that like it's it's God's blessing. So I've been confused ever since to be honest with you on that. But um but it's confirming For my, because hearing the just the scripture itself be read, the Lord speaks to you, and that has happened so much. When when I hear a preacher talk or a pastor even just talk straight scripture, you don't really need to add to it, and and that's why I actually appreciate these calls too, because I feel like you get so much out of it. Uh, that oh and um and the how you receive um a profit when when it kind of feels like it hurts um that also was confusing to me because I've received um conversation with you know someone who claimed to be a prophet and it did hurt and it did um, scare me. A lot, and because I, I I struggle with discernment myself, so I feel that like the devil knows my weakness, and um, the the, what do they call it? Um, like, I can't think of the word, but like when when the devil knows your weakness, like it sends something that is just like you know, the image of God, but it's not. It's exactly. a the word I can't think of the word but I, I that has happened to me on so many occasions where I just was confused and it's like I knew in my spirit that I was not right because of the way it felt and it was like almost like being spoken to of gnashing teeth but yet at the same time it's you know the spirit of the Lord and you know that God is loving and and it's like the cognitive dissonance of of going against what you believe out of fear that spirit of fear
1: right right it, it's it's definitely um like we were talking about before about the difference between condemnation and being convicted that um that God um he will come to you Jesus will come to you with um words of warmth like um encouragement more so than than straight just just bashing you you know and again it's it's the, it's that outward form of godliness but denying its 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 power and its its um It's just you know when people come with this condemning spirit, you just know that it's not coming from 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 God, and it's definitely um, it can be it can be deceiving, it can be deceiving, you know because um, we have things that are told to us um, like things that we need to work on, and so it can be hard for us to to take in. But if it's delivered in in the in the um, in a certain way, (laughs) we know that it um is again it's the same thing with um with Job and. And with um, Joshua, where you know um, God was getting ready to bless Job, and he was getting ready to bless Joshua, and here Satan, right next to, right in that in that, in that same moment, at, right after that, um, ready to condemn both of these people, and God's like, "Get out of here! You're you aren't you a brain plucked from the fire? Get out of here!" You know, it's and and when we were reading in, in, in Timothy about <clears throat> the days are because the days are evil, the time. It can become evil. It's like the, 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 when the doubt sets in, we, it can cause us to stumble. It can cause us to sin. So it, in that time that we, you know, when God tells the time pass because the days are evil, it can, it can cause us to stumble. It can cause us to slip up. It can cause us to make a mistake and to do something we absolutely didn't want to do, something that we didn't mean to do and so jesus can um jesus is working with us all to 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 refine us in that and that that's because not easy
2: yeah and uh, i think a lot to repentance through um conversation where they tell that like the spirit of the lord was there and it was him and it wasn't the person like in their flesh like i've i've had conversations where i was like i felt the remorse in my spirit versus there was times when I was, I guess I'll use the word condemned and like fingers were pointed at me and it actually, it did something else to me where it kind of like put me more towards like rebellion of it, describe it. It's like I just couldn't agree with it, but I guess overall it wasn't agreeing with who it was coming from.
1: Right. Right. You know, it is interesting because even in um <clears throat> we have the um the example of Balaam, Balach hired Balaam to curse Israel and what ended up happening was um God pressed him in his spirit so much because he had prophecy that nothing can come out of his mouth but a blessing. And so, you know, you know what David says that that um when you when you when you have the the lord behind you even your enemies will become your friends and so even that's interesting because it it how the um how those tables can be can be turned so we you know we just it's also a, um has a lot to do with discernment because again like Balaam couldn't could not say anything but blessings he couldn't say anything but blessings he couldn't deny what was being said <clears throat> Yeah. Does anybody else um like to share anything or, or share what they got out of this or any any revelations or
0: anything like that?
1: All right, all right. Well, if not, uh, we'll go ahead and end it, and um, we thank everybody. We thank the Holy Spirit for this um, <clears throat> these revelations for these realizations, for this fellowship. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys. hallelujah. so we'll we'll see everybody on the um on the next sermon next Saturday and peace, love, and blessings of Jesus.